anything for you to do And your hand is moving right now You are still showing up At the tomb of every Lazarus And your voice is calling me out And right now I know you're ready Give me a honk, make sure I can hear you out there. Hey, if you turn your radio on 88.5, that's 88.5, you'll be able to hear. You're going to have to turn it up a little bit more, though, so you can hear. And uh, the uh, you'll have to turn it up a little bit more, but we've got the big speakers, so you'll be just fine, I promise you. Uh, Red Chip said he heard it at his house this morning, so you'll be good. So... We're going to do some worship this morning. We're going to uh, pass out communion after worship. Now, don't readjust your ears, guys. You, it'll be okay in just a second. We, we made an adjustment for me to do announcements. That's what I'm saying. Just hold on. <laughs> uh, we're going to pass out communion elements after worship. We've got gloves. We just opened them up. We're going to drop them in your hands. They're going to take care of that because at the end of service, we're going to do communion together. And um, hopefully soon here, we'll be able to get back together as a whole church family. Hallelujah. And be able to start doing some services inside. Uh, one of our thoughts, just so you understand where we're at on it, is, is we might actually do some parking lot services where we let everybody get their chairs out there and do that for a little while before we come back in. Because on the 15th, they tell us we can start supposedly start doing things. We'll see how that goes. But uh, we, we want to be able to, you know, kind of make sure because we still want to protect everybody that, that there may be something going on. So uh, we're going to keep you up to date on that. Keep watching us on Facebook. Watch us online. Um, if you want to connect with us. They're going to throw up the connect. There's a text that we have. It's uh, 59769. Just send the word NLAG, New Life Assembly of God, to the text number 59769. You can go ahead and do that and uh, fill out that little form, and we'll be able to connect with you and uh, send you information, keep you up to date on what's going on. Uh, and, and the other announcement there, I'm just trying not to lose my paper because it's real windy here. Uh, 
The other announcement we have is, is uh, if you're watching us online or here, here in the parking lot, at the end of the service, we're going to have the buckets out by the, uh, the entrance and exits again so for offering. But if you want to go on the church website to newlifeag.church, that's newlifeag.church, uh, you can do online giving right there. Or you can text, and they'll send you a link. It's the same thing as going to the website, uh, the number is 73256, and it's NLM, New Life Marksville, 73256. So, NLM. All right, so keep watching Facebook. Keep uh, Just go like our Facebook page, and you'll be able to see uh, what's going on with that so we can keep you up to date as we come out of this coronavirus pandemic, whatever they want to call it. But uh, we'll be able to get out of this and get back to some form of a normal again. But we're going to continue to worship every time, every Sunday. It's not raining. We're going to be here like this. Amen. If it's pouring down rain, we'll be live. So you'll still get to watch us. Um, if you go to YouTube, it's New Life Marksville. If you have a Roku, go to your Roku and do New Life Marksville, all one word. You'll find our Roku channel. You go to the church website. You'll be able to find many different links there as well, whichever one will fit your TV. So let's pray this morning. We're going to jump into worship. All right. So, Father, we thank you for letting us be here today. We thank you for the weather, Lord, the breeze, just a beautiful breeze, even in the heat. Lord, we get to be outside under the sun, and we get to be together to worship you, Father. Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Lord, we ask that you would be here in this service, Lord. Allow miracles to happen. Allow lives to be changed by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to his name in your word. Lord, accept our worship today. Is a sweet smelling savor. We ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey guys, can y'all hear me better now? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all got us all unmuted up there because they're having problems in their ears or saying. Y'all got the effects back off? Test one, two. There it is. All right. They had my effects off. That's why it drops me drastically. All right, guys. So listen, so. We're, we're going to do one song here this morning called Rattle. I keep telling you all to, 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 to uh, uh, listen to it. If you got to get out of your car and dance, just stay six feet apart. I'm just telling you that right now. Just stay six feet apart. Nobody will bother us. We'll be all right. So y'all ready this morning? Come on. Do this.
Y'all ready to do a little more worship this morning? Come on now. We ain't even got to the good stuff yet. We just getting warmed up this morning. Linda was here during practice. She knows. presence of my 
Hallelujah. We got to grab some water. Y'all better grab some water. Trying to fix technical difficulties in between songs at the same time. It's all good. Yes. Hallelujah.
sing it for real. So I told you, you may have to get out your cars this morning. If I didn't have this piano in front of me, I'd be running around, I promise.
Just the praise, make a dead man walk again. Hope and a grace, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Hope and a grace, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Hope and a grace, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of a joyful rattling. Rattling. Come on, give him praise this morning. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Come on, we got to do better than that. Come on. Listen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew. You can try to get back in your car if you want to. I'm going to get some water. <laughs> Just make sure you mute that guitar player so he don't get me. He knows what I'm talking about, but that's all good. Just a little joke there. Listen, so that song, Rattle, was actually, uh, it's Elevation Worship. And uh, they released it, they sang it for the first time ever, actually right there on, uh, at their church that they attend. And uh, it took us a few days to be able to find it. And then I, I listened to their pastor preach. I haven't listened to him preach before. And it was kind of funny because <laughs> he kept talking about that guitar player. You've got to turn him off. <laughs> because I guess there was a service we didn't see. And uh, it was so funny because I guess the guitar player was in the back doing the dum, 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 dum. And then all of a sudden the whole, you know, worship team is doing it again while he's trying to preach. So he was just like, turn him off. Get behind me, Satan. You know, so. But anyways, it's an awesome song. We're still learning it, trying to figure it all out. It's a very busy song for us. But, uh, man, we just hopefully enjoyed it this morning because, uh, again, it's an awesome song. Hey, look, it's, it's great to see everybody here this morning with us. Thank you for attending. Again, if it's not raining, we're going to be here. And uh, if, you, if you can't be here, if you're online, continue to watch us online as long as you can. Uh, but if you're in our area, you need to come and experience one of the parking lot services with us because God is moving in the parking lots. And for years as pastors, we've been trying to get the church to get outside the building, and they're finally outside the building, and now we're doing a fuss and trying to get them back in the building. I want both worlds. I want both worlds. I don't want to go back the way I was anymore. So listen, so if you've got your Version Bible, remember your Version Bible app, go to events, and you'll find New Life Marksville. Uh, or if you look around, it'll show you New Life. I've got all of my notes in there, the scriptures, all that stuff. For you watching online, they'll be across the bottom of the screen for you. And uh, whew, I'm going to grab some water. The ushers are going to begin to pass out the, uh, the elements for communion at the end. Again, we open those boxes up this morning. We put on gloves. We're going to drop them in your hands. We're, we're trying to do everything that they recommend that we do to remain safe. We're not trying to be foolish in anything we do. So turn your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Matthew 7, starting in verse 24. Look, I wore a short sleeve shirt this morning, and I'm still sweating. It's that song. That's what it is. Too much dancing back there, Linda. <laughs> if I had one of them old pianos, you could put her, you know, remember that? They looked like a guitar. I couldn't play that. Don't worry. I, I have to look at my fingers while I'm playing this. I want to talk to you this morning about something that I've titled Foundation Inspection. If you've been in church for a while, you've probably heard this section, a section of verses here. Matthew 7, 24 through 29. It's a 
talking about the wise and foolish builders, but I, I want us to read it this morning. I want to teach you a few things in, in the moments that we have together here. Let's look at this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus talking, and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. I need to teach you something for just a moment here. Verse 24 right there, that very first word is therefore. One thing you learn in the, in the, the biblical studies when you're, when you're doing those is when they, you see the word therefore, there's something before. It's easy to tell. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. What words? To build on a rock? What rock? That's how you know you need to go back. And here's what's crazy about this. If you begin to go back and see where Jesus was doing his teachings at in this moment, you have to go all the way back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, where he goes up the mountain and he sets and he begins to teach the Beatitudes. Well, pastor, that's two chapters back. Go read it for yourself. These words that he's teaching go all the way back to Matthew chapter 5. He goes through 5, he goes through 6, he goes through 7. The very last verse in 7 is Matthew 29. It says, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Matthew chapter 8 verse 1, he gets up and goes down the mountain. All of this is the foundation that he's talking about. And I want to give you just quick summary. Again, if you have the uh, YouVersion app or you're watching online, they're, they're listed there for you. Look at the topics. You know how in your Bible it tells you the topics of, of kind of as, as he's teaching through? Look at all the things that are comprised in the foundation of your life that we skip over. Because a lot of times we see the Beatitudes, we study the Beatitudes, and we go about our business. And that's all we need to do. All of this was comprised. So listen to this. The Beatitudes, salt and light, the fulfillment of the law, murder, adultery, divorce, giving of oaths, an eye for an eye, love for your enemies, giving to the needy, prayer, fasting, your treasures in heaven, do not worry, judging others, ask, seek, and knock, the narrow and wide gate, true and false prophets, true and false disciples, and then the wise and foolish builders. All of these things are in the foundation. Now, can I tell you that we stop and we scream and we're like, oh, well, I can do the Beatitudes. But then we, as it says here with, with murder, we hate somebody in our heart. And Jesus said that's the same as murder. And we go into to giving to the needy. Oh, we throw our money out there, but then we make a big deal about it. He says, don't do that. And he goes through true and false disciples and true and false prophets, but he goes through the narrow and wide gate on how we're to get to, to heaven through him, ask, seek, and knock. But I want to I teach you this morning just for the few minutes. You know, last year we finished building our home, finally. It took a little over a year. 
And can I tell you, there's a lot of work that goes into preparing a foundation. If you've never done that. Like we had to get a, a person in there with an excavator or dozer to dig out the dirt. Like if I was going to build right here, they'd have to dig out all that dirt till they got down to the good clay, the solid stuff. Then they had to come back with good dirt and slowly pack it. If they did it too fast, it would settle. And so they had to pack it. They had to bring it all up. Then they had to come in. The, the guys that were building the house had to come in and dig the trenches to put the footers, which are three or four feet down, whatever it needs to be. They're, they're 12-inch wide tray that goes all the way around the house and under certain areas. And then on top of that, they drilled holes three to four feet down through those to make sure they locked the house down into the, to the hard clay. And, you know, we did all of that. And the builder still came back and said, I don't think the dirt is good enough to build on. We need to do something called a post-tension. What is that? That's where they put cables through the cement. And they pour the slab, and whenever they're done, they come back. They put an 8-inch slab instead of 4. An 8-inch slab. Eight, this is 4 inches worth of cement, twice this. Then they pull the cables to around 10,000 PSI to pull. That way the, the, the foundation stays together as it moves. It can't crack in the middle like normal, like you see the little cracks. All of that had to be done before the first piece of wood could be put on top of it. If we would have skipped any of those steps, I would pay for it later in life. I'd see cracks. I'd have to spend more money repairing cracks. I'd have sheetrock cracks and brick cracks, and it may create leaks. And all of these things allows the outside to get in and cause trouble. We think that we can become a Christian and not study the scripture and not try to do what Jesus is teaching us, and we're going to be just fine. His grace is more than enough. Yeah, but he gave us his word, and we need to find, we need to find the cracks in our foundations so that we can know for sure, how am I doing on eye for an eye or loving my enemies? How am I doing on prayer and fasting? How am I doing on murder and hatred? Oh. All of these things are, are part of our foundation. But we skip over the ones we don't want to deal with because, well, I'm doing these and that's enough. His grace is enough. Can I, can I read through a little bit more for you this morning? Jump back to 721. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. We get a water break. Matthew 7, 21, 23. Again, we're still in the same chapter area here. Look at what he says about true and false disciples. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles in your name, and then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoer. This is, again, one of the things he's teaching in this section about false disciples. True disciples are willing to look at the cracks in their life and say, what do I need to do to fix that? And you know what? If we wanted to fix this crack right here, we would have to cut on either side of it, remove this section, drill holes into the cement to put bars through it, and then we could prepare some dirt underneath it and put the cement back. But what we want to do too many times is, let me just put a little, the old trick, you know, when you, you was renting an apartment when you were young, and you took your nail holes 
out before you left. You took some Colgate and you filled a hole. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe you put a little paint over it. Tootie's over there laughing. He knows. <laughs> you, you can't do that. Because you know the first good rain and wind that comes along is going to expose this crack. Right now the church has been living through a storm. Every one of us are going through storms. It's, it's battering us different ways. And we've got to identify the cracks in our lives so that we can identify the weaknesses. That's what the cracks are. They're weaknesses. But God has given us a way. He has given us the ability, the, the words of life to help repair those cracks. And he wants to chisel them away so he can repair them properly. All of us know those handymen, you know, that, that take your money and don't do a very good job. Y you know why the, the lowest bidder is not always the best choice? <laughs> because they may paint this pole and never once take off all of the loose stuff. Jesus is only interested in doing it right. Because he's more worried about your soul than the way you look right now. And that's why he's saying right here about the true and false disciples. Being a disciple of Jesus is not easy work. It means you have to give up some things. It means you have to worry about some pressure sometimes, some prodding, some correction. You know, I always found it interesting being in the Navy that such a small rudder can turn such an amazing large ship. Sometimes it just takes, you know, like a child, you know, just a little bitty tap on the back end of the, the child can change his whole outlook on life, a whole direction. Sometimes God does the same thing to us. We need those corrections. But I want you to go back down to verse 25 because there's something else I need you to see before we move on. Go back down to verse 25. Look right here. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Look at the next, verse 27. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. It was the same rain, the same winds. Everything was the same. Just because we're saved doesn't mean we're put into a bubble and nothing will ever come against us. It means that when it does, he will raise up a standard against it. But if our foundation is not in him, what standard will be raised? He never said that he will take you out of trouble. The only way you're ever going to get out of trouble is when you leave this world and go to your eternal home. You will never, troubles come, troubles happen. But he teaches us not to worry. Teaches us those things right there. Both houses were beat with the same things. But for some reason in the world, when we're not living for Jesus, those troubles come and there's all kind of drama and everything. Then we get saved and we think that nothing bad will ever happen to us. And the first bad thing that happens to us, oh, well, this may not be real. I just go ahead and go back over here. I'm going to just go back to where I was. We don't have perseverance anymore. We don't have the stick to We need to learn patience because the whole, the mess that you're in didn't happen overnight. Yes, the Lord can take you out immediately, but you know what? Sometimes, and I've taught on this before, you've got to learn how to pull that mountain down so you don't go back and build it again. There's lessons that we need to learn. Being a disciple is about learning lessons. We learn the lesson of why this crack formed so that next year it doesn't come back. But we want somebody to anoint us with oil and pray for us and have it miraculously go away. And you know what? I love that when it happens. But too many people go back to it, like the dog returning to his vomit. That's what the Bible says. We need to learn patience, perseverance. 
so we can persevere against the things the world brings to us so we can dig these things out. You know, I remember when we were redoing the church. Go ahead and flip your Bible over to James chapter 1 while I tell you this story. James chapter 1. I remember when we were redoing the church, we, we were jackhammering the bathrooms and all this out. We had to cut the cement and, and jackhammer, and, and, you know, it took a while. You know, we tried to hire people to do it, but nobody wanted to do it. So I remember me and my youngest son, Rylan, would get in here every day with the jackhammers and saws and one five-gallon bucket at a time to almost the entire floor of our bathrooms were gone and a six-foot by eight-foot area on each side of this. Did we get tired of jackhammering this? Oh, God, yes. Did we want to quit? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> but we knew what the end result was going to be because we could see the end result. And when you take your eyes off of Jesus, you can't see the end result anymore. What we want is the quick fix. And you know what? Microwave spaghetti may be good, but there's nothing better than fresh cooked noodles. Come on. That's right. Sometimes it just takes a little while. You can ask any man in the parking lot. I'll get some honks on this one. You can cook a ribeye in the microwave, but, buddy, there ain't nothing better than slow-cooked over some apple or, or some pecan. Right. It takes time. Ladies, I don't know what y'all eat, so I, I, I just know men and food, you know. So my wife likes fettuccine and, and, and stuff like that. So y'all understand what I'm saying. So listen, James chapter 1, verse 8. Look what it says. Let perseverance finish its work. Stop quitting in the middle. So that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. We get impatient on what God's doing and we quit and we run away. You know, I've seen so many people through the years come to church and God is doing amazing things in their life and they run away. And it's like, how can they run away? Right here. They lose patience. My life was better beforehand. No, it wasn't. You just think so. Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all who, without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all their ways. God, we really got to fix this crack? Yeah, we need to fix that crack because, you know, there's things in your life I want to protect you from. And if you're ever going to build right here, you need to fix it. Well, I'll just go ahead and build today and, and, and fix it later. No, it don't work like that, son. Yeah, but that's going to take too long. I need to be over there. No, you don't. You need to fix this crack. Foundation inspections. Are you willing to look at your foundation today? How is your foundation? Is it cracked? Is it out of level or is it even not stable? Sometimes we build our life the way we think it should be built and we go to the Lord and we, we present ourselves and say, Lord, look at my life, how amazing it is. Thank you for all that you've done. And he looks at you and says, I don't know who you are because that wasn't the life I was trying to build for you. I had something better in mind for you. Yeah, but, but look at that, that crack right there. You know, you didn't help me fix that. Well, no, I was going to replace the whole section. How's your foundation today? You know, I think it's interesting that Jesus uses some of the examples, and I want to ask you today. If you've got cracks in your foundation, or maybe it's out of level or out of square or any of the other things, maybe you need to ask the master carpenter if he'll help you fix it. Remember, Jesus was a carpenter. 
and I still consider him master. So anything he did, I consider him the master of. So you know what? Today, I want to ask you that. How's your foundation? How's your life? You can't build on something that has no, on a substandard foundation. It will fall. Your life will fall. So I want to pray with us this morning about our foundations. And, and I'm going to start working on some videos and, and things, trying to put together some stuff where I can do some teachings on all of these other two chapters. I want to start putting that together because I think it could be useful for us. Just sitting down and looking at the things Jesus was teaching on how they apply in our foundation and how they help us with our lives. So listen, if you're here today or you're watching online around the world, I want you to remember that Jesus loves you. And there's only one way your foundation is going to get fixed. And that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. That is through submitting ourselves to him as Lord and Savior. And many people want to submit as Savior, but very few want to be submit as Lord. We say Lord like they did, but we, we're not following him. We're not believing him. So today I want to explain to you what the Word of God tells us about salvation. It says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We believe in our heart and we confess in our mouth that I need a Savior and I need a Lord. And I believe and I confess once again that he died for me. He was buried and he rose again. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Listen, when we confess those things, we literally go all the way back to the beginning of chapter 5 in the Beatitudes when you look at it. When you start reading through the Beatitudes, the very first one is you need to be poor in spirit. You need to understand you can't do this on your own. You're not good enough to do this. Your, your spirit is dead without Jesus. So if you pray that prayer this morning, God is going to change your life. But you're going to have to get connected to a body, of church, a church, family, somewhere to be discipled. You can't do this just watching church online forever. So let's pray this morning, and I have something for you. Dear Jesus, forgive me of what I have done. I confess right now that you are the Son of God. And I confess right now I need a Savior. Be my Savior. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Renew my spirit again. I confess that you were buried and you have rose from the dead and you sat in heaven right now with the Father. And that you will be my Lord as well. Thank you for forgiving me of all my wrongs, my sins. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my Lord. Amen. Listen, if you said that prayer this morning, you know what? The Bible says that you are saved. Your spirit is renewed. It is revived. And you will go to heaven. But I want to give you this this morning. If you're watching online, it'll pop up on the bottom. If you've got your cell phone anywhere, I want to give you a devotional. I want to mail it to you free of charge so that you can have it. And you can read it to help your walk with the Lord. And also want to give you a free subscription to Right Now Media. It's an online service like Netflix, but it's all Christian-based. It's Bible studies, it's conferences, it's teachings. It's 20, over 20,000 biblical teachings on there that you can use to help you during this time while you're at home. And even after, it's free. You can have it. But all you have to do is text the number or text the word GRACE to 59769. GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. 59769. It's as hard as it is, guys. 59769, the word grace. It'll come back and you'll see on there. And if for some reason you can't do that, go on your computer to newlifeag.church. 
newlifeag.church. Look up to the top right. You'll see connect. Just fill that out. And I know all of them that comes in right now, we're going to mail that out. We're going to take care of that. We want to get that gift to you because we love you and we want to we want to help you. If you're watching online, send us an email. Go to our website. Connect with us because we want to know who our virtual audience is right there, right? We've got virtual audience. we got real people. I want to connect us together. Amen. So listen, we're going to get ready for our uh, communion here in just a moment. Do I have somebody still back here for me? Does everybody got one? Anybody need one? Honk if you do not have communion. You need one? Okay, guys, we got somebody over here that needs one. Chip, you, you got some left? Yeah, y'all need to keep some buckets. I don't have one either. So they're going to go ahead and get that. Our parking lot guys are going to get it. They need their buckets also. Okay, somebody going to get it, guys? Please, somebody? Okay. Yeah, I need to see somebody. We got, we got our parking lot guys need to get up and go ahead and, and get your buckets ready as well. Anybody else need one? Over here is good? Okay. All right. Right here. Yes, he needs one. Good. Okay. All right. So listen, so what you do is you got to peel the top first. It's a, don't spill this all over yourself. I've done it. I'm just telling you now. So we're going to peel the top layer first so we can get to the bread. Hallelujah. So we're going to take the bread this morning. Listen, in, in the Bible, Jesus, they were at the supper. We consider it the last supper. And at one point of the meal, he took the bread. He picked up the bread, and he took them, and he showed them. He said, this is my body that would be broken for you. As often as you do this, remember what I did for you. So today, as we take this bread, this bread symbolizes what Jesus did on the cross for us, his body being beaten. His body was beaten so that we would be healed. We would have healing in our bodies. His body was broken, killed, so that we could have life. So today, Lord, we thank you for this small symbol that is so powerful that every time we come together, we can do this. Your body was broken for us, and we receive it now. Your health and your life, all that you went through, we th say thank you. And we take this bread now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's take the bread together. All right, you got to peel it carefully. Then at the end of the, the meal, he took the cup, and he picked it up and shared with them that this cup represents my blood. Now, this is grape juice. It represents his blood that was shed on the cross. Remember, they pierced his side. His blood ran out. His blood ran out of his body, and it was used as the sacrifice for you and for me. And that's why we pray that the blood of Jesus would wipe over us and wash us clean with our sins because that's what it represents. It also represents the new covenant that we have, that we can step into the blessings as children of God, that we can move into what God is doing and we can receive the blessings that in Matthew 5 it talks about the Beatitudes. You can't do that without being a part of his family. So today we, we pick up this grape juice and Lord, we thank you again for your blood being shed and the symbol that we have. Lord, never let us forget the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at the cross of Calvary, that was sprinkled on the mercy seat for one last time. Never again will there need to be a sacrifice because of his perfect blood. We receive it today, and we receive all the newness of life that it brings and the forgiveness through his blood again in Jesus' name. Come on, let's take the juice together.
me pray for us one more time. So, Father, we thank you again for letting us come together. Thank you for all your blessings and all your protection and for your lordship over our lives. Lord, thank you for letting us worship you in this wonderful weather today. Let us continue to come back week after week, and Lord, we pray a protection over our church family right now. We continue to pray that this virus would die in the name of Jesus. I continue to speak life, not death over people. Life, that, that this contagion would stop spreading right now in the name of Jesus. We just continue to pray and to believe that, Father, that you are still in control of everything. Lord, thank you for these people that have come out and these people that are watching online today. Bless them. Your word says that we're blessed coming in and going out, and everything we lay our hands on is blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. And I say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again. Tune in online. You can go to the New Life Marksville uh, Facebook page so you can connect with us. You can stay up to date. Hey, online audience, thank you for tuning in. And again, Wednesday, we'll be here at uh, 630 doing this again. Amen. And uh, God bless you. You can honk and hang out, but uh, you can go ahead and stop our stream. We're done. God bless you. <laughs>